Thank you, uh, Christina. Thank you, Krista, for, for all of that. Uh, wow, there's a lot of people here today. Welcome to Church Project. If you haven't been here before um, and you're a first-time guest, uh, we hold the Bible in high regards. And we're going to be looking through uh, the last section of Luke. And so if you do not have a Bible, we're not going to project it on the screens. However, uh, we have Bibles over on each lamp. And if you don't own one, that's our gift to you. We want you to be able to, to take that home. Uh, you know, I am so glad to be part of a church where we're just going to hang out a little bit this morning. We're, we are going to be about relationships. We're going to be about pouring into other people. We're going to be about holding people up and, and praying for the things that they're doing. Like Krista and Young Life, thank you for what you're doing. Go to their website, support that, support them, pray for them. Um, and you can see all the other ministries that we're part of um, on the website. So if you are not uh, getting information from us, one way to get that is on those response cards. You can put your email on that. Turn it into the offerings on either side of the room because every week we send out an email kind of saying what's going on. And so that's a good way to know what's going on at Church Project. We are going to jump right into Luke chapter 24, drum roll, verses 48 through 53. And I say drum roll because anyone want to take a guess on how many messages we have given at Church Project as we've gone through the book of Luke? Anyone? If you, Weston knows. He looked at the website. Cheater. Today's message is going to be the 84th message in Luke. And we are wrapping up Luke. We started at January 6, 2013, and today we, we end it. And one of the things that we do is we're going to go verse by verse, and we're going to study. We're not in a hurry, obviously. The Bible is a big thing. Lots of incredible words of life in there. And we're just going to camp out in, in, in verses as long as God wants us there. But this week, we get to celebrate turning the pages of Luke and getting on to the next book, which we'll reveal very soon. But let's read these verses and jump right in. I think God has incredible things for every single one of us today. So Luke chapter 24, verse 48 is what we're going to start. This is what it says. You. Uh, Let's stop and build a message off of that, huh? No, let's go on. You, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Verse 50. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. I have been loving reading these verses this week. I have been loving just just seeing what God has in here. And as I was gone last week in Weston, you did an incredible job with the message. Um, When I look at us, when I look at the church, and I look at what God is doing and how much he loves us, I can't can't help but think what heaven is going to be like. We, we got to experience a little bit this morning um, through Jeremy and the team, through worshiping. This is here on earth. This is still where my hungry, I get hungry. I mean, this is like on earth. What is heaven going to look like? 
And as we are walking through our life right now, we get to have glimpses of who God is and what he is doing. And in this passage right here, it's the end of Luke writing an entire book. And why was he writing this book? He's writing it to Philophilus. I always butcher his name. I'm glad we're out of Luke. <laughs> the very first part of Luke. And, and we call this an inclusio. And what that is, is if you look at the very first part of Luke, Luke is writing so that this guy, this high noble guy, will know the things, witnesses of who God is. This is the witness of who God is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a letter so you know who God is. And then look what happens in this. It's, it's like a bookend. It's that inclusio thing. Because right now he's saying, I was writing so you would know. And now we say in church, I'm writing so that you will be the witnesses. I look at that and I go, I'm excited. I'm excited for the message that we're about to hit today. And I want to start with that one little word called you. Verse 48, you. You are my witnesses of these things. The you that, that Jesus is referenced and Luke is writing about here is the you is you. It's, it's you and me, and that's who this is written to. It's written for us, this church. So as we look at this, he's saying, you, you will be my witnesses. Uh, and what will you be witnessing? These things, and what are these things? These things is how much God loves you and what he's called you to. Repentance, he's called you to that. He's, he's called you to rebuild you and to love you. And you are the witnesses. When we experience the things of Christ... We will be a witness for him. Have you experienced the things of Christ? If you've experienced the things of Christ, then you are a witness for him. I think of a couple of Bible verses. John 9.25 says this. All I know, all I know, and some of us, this is all we can say. All I know is that once I was blind, but now I see. Amen. That's all I know. You know what? I, I'm a witness. I, I've seen something. I've experienced something in my life. And this blind man in, in John, he says, all I know is this. I was blind, and now I see. Amen. I also think of other parts of the Bible, Psalms, King David, and he's writing, and he says, I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging for bread. The things of God. When you've experienced the impact of God in your life, you can't help but be a witness. You can't help but smile and think what he has done for you, how much he loves you, and how you long for the world at large to know this love message. So who are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus this morning. Is that okay? It's really not that complicated. A blind man met him once. And then he could see Jesus. I've, I've met him. I've been blind. And now he's opened my eyes. Has he opened your eyes? As we look at scripture, we see Jesus and this man, he walked to the earth. He went to weddings. He went to funerals. He cried. He had a body. He was crucified. He was risen from the dead. And this Jesus that we study about in the Bible, he empowered normal people like me, like you. He empowered us in the simplest form this morning. Let's think of it as this, okay, in the simplest form. Number one, have you been changed? Have you encountered this love of Christ in your life? Number two, 
Will you tell and show others? Through your actions, through your words, through your love, through your prayer? That's the simplest form. And the coolest thing about this is, guess what? Next week, if, if God keeps us all alive till next Sunday, we get to come back in here and we get to worship together who he is and what he has done in our lives. And we get to lock eyes and we get to tell stories of how much Jesus has rescued us and how much he loves us. Now, this is a message that when I hear, it brings tears to my eyes of how much God loves us. I've witnessed the gospel change lives. I've witnessed the gospel message save marriages. I've I've witnessed the gospel message inject hope where there was no hope. I've witnessed the gospel message come alive. I've seen it work. And I can't help but speak of the things of Christ. I think of this. Acts 17, verse 26. Are you familiar with this, with this little passage right here? Acts 17, 26 says this. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwellings. What, is, what does this little passage mean? Acts, Acts 17, 26 through 27 says this. God knew the exact time for you to be born. Right now, he knew for you, as you sit in this chair, everything that makes you up, he knew the exact period that he wanted you to be born in this year at this time. He knew where he wanted you to live. He knew what neighborhood he wanted you to be in, what job he wanted you to be in, what friends that you have around you. We are very capable men and women filled with Jesus Christ, and we get to walk around and represent him everywhere that we go. And oh yeah, there was no better time and no better place in all of eternity for us to be in except right now. I think of that, and I think, God, you are so powerful. God, your eminence, your closeness to us as as human beings, you care for the small details. You care for the birds of the field. You care for the very hair that's, that's every hair that's on our head. You care for us. You love us. So who is this God to you? Is he far off? Is he far away, just kind of out there? Or is he in every minute detail of your life saying, I love you. I'm in control. This is the God that that I serve. God is pushing back the lives of the evil one in your life. Satan is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. Whisper, you can't do it. You're not capable. Oh, you did that thing again. Satan's coming to cut you out. And God's pushing back those lies every single day in our life. And he's saying, I've created you for greatness. And this greatness is the love that I want you to experience in me. Is this a freeing message to you? This is an amen message. This is a hallelujah message. This is a message that causes me and us, our church, to stand up and raise our hands and sing these beautiful songs and say, God, it's about you. It's from you. Thank you. Thank you for this love message. I say this, church. Let's live lives. The lives that God asked us to live. And as we live these lives in this place, at this time, at our jobs, in this skin, with our talents, with our abilities, wherever we go throughout the day, may we smile and just show the world how much God loves them. Boom.
powerful. When you look over the rubble, what do you see? I see revival. I see hope. I don't see death and destruction. I see temporal stuff that's going to be overcome and has already been overcome by the love of Jesus Christ. As he has died for all of our sins for all time, we deserve death. We get life. Does that seem fair to you? This is why we sing. This is why we raise our hand. This is why we say, Jesus, amen. It's about you. When the world says, we're going to burn your buildings, we say, that's a revival. We are witnesses everywhere that we go. We get to point to him. It's not about us. We're not that great. We're not that grand. We have Jesus in us, though. And he's overcome. As we sing these songs, Jesus, you've overcome. May it just grip us from the core of who we are. May we sing it out as we realize it's Jesus. He's overcome. And he has the hope in the dark world. I am, good news, by the way, I'm going to skip three-fourths of my message this morning. So have grace with me. Give me a second. Literally, I am. (laughs) No, I'm going to skip that page. All right. We're in the last page. Amen. Amen. I think, that, I think the message is pretty simple today, and I wanted to unpack it a, a little bit more, but even as I'm up here, I'm just prompted to kind of put the brakes on and say, let's get out of Luke. Let's look at this. The continuation of Luke is Acts. I thought about taking us into Acts next and saying, okay, let's continue. We're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to be going into Ephesians next, starting in two weeks. That's a powerful book. May you as the church already... Go start reading it. It is packed with awesome stuff. It's going to make our house churches come alive in conversation. I guarantee you that. It is awesome. So you guys go, if you would, go grab that and start reading that. But as as we read this, let's look at these verses and just wrap up today. You are witnesses of these things. Death was destroying us. Jesus has overcome it. Our lives are a witness of that. And behold, I am sending the promise of of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power, clothed with power you see happening at Pentecost. And by the way, May 24th is when we celebrate Pentecost, and it's the Holy Spirit. And as you begin to look at what, what he's talking about here, he's talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the same Spirit that lived in Jesus is the Spirit that lives in us right now. And Jesus said, you will do greater things than I have even done. My Spirit is in you, the church. We are the hope of the world. So you will be clothed with power in verse 50. Then he led them as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven in verse 52. And they what? They worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great what? Great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. They were continually where? In the temple blessing God and our lives, the temple of Christ. Everywhere we go, we can worship God every day. And how cool is it that when we come together, we get to worship him as a body, lifting our hands, saying, God, thank you for what you have done. And this church was filled with 
great joy and great power. And we see what happened here. As years have passed, this is still alive. Humans could not kill it. The church is still moving. It's gaining ground. It's alive. And it cannot be killed. Why? Because God is in control and he's moving. I see Jesus blessing them. The Bible is full of blessings. One of them I really like. You know why? It's called the blessing of Aaron. I really like that one. May I give us the blessing of Aaron today? This is the blessing of Aaron in number 6. Uh, verse 22 through 27 says this, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, And church, receive this blessing today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so that they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Here's where I think God has for us this morning. Some of us may be sitting here right now and we may be a little beat up. We may be full of a little bit of doubt or fear, worry. And God's saying, it's okay. I'm bigger than all the temporal things of this world. I know the future. And if you've called on my name, when you've surrendered control of your life to me, out of the rubble comes revival. Out of darkness comes hope and life. And our future is bright. We get to look forward with all hope, knowing that God is going to use us. Whatever, I say, God, whatever it may be with my life, use me so that your name may be known here and beyond. I'm going to ask us right now to to just close our Bibles. And this is the point where I really pray for each and every one of us in this room that God will speak to each and every one of us, that this power called the Holy Spirit will begin to move in our hearts and in our minds and speak to us in individual ways. So the way that we can do that is we just sit in silence and if you're comfortable with it, close your hands or close your eyes and hold your hands out in front of you in just a submission state saying, God, I receive anything you want to show me today. And God, the worry or the the doubt, the fear, anything I'm wrestling with, I also put that in my hand and give it to you, ask you to take that away from me. And in this place, can we just spend a couple moments in silence, just you talking with God, being very, very honest with Him. God, I'm confused. God, I'm overwhelmed. Or maybe it's God, I am so just filled with joy. Can you have a conversation with your king right now? And as you're doing that, maybe there's some of us in this room that we've never given control of our life to Jesus. Like we're, we're just living one day at a time. We're not even sure how we ended up here today. 
May I pose a question? How is it living for yourself? Is that fulfilling? See, we found a great joy. That's why we're a witness. That's why this whole church project thing is happening. And the witnesses is our lives saying, we deserved death because of our sin. The holy, perfect king sent his son to pay the price for that sin. He says, I loved you so much that I plucked you out of the grip of death. You call on my name, you will have life, eternal life, hope. Maybe some of us in this room today for the first time just need to say, God, here's my life. I'm sorry for trying to live it on my own. I ask forgiveness of any sin that I have in my life, things that go against you. God, I give you control of my life. Some of us, as we sit here, we read passages about His Holy Spirit and it gets a little awkward for us. Maybe some of us in here, we need to say, God, you are triune, you are Trinity. God, I ask and I say, let me walk in your spirit every day. May you guide my life, move me. God, I acknowledge your power in my life. I acknowledge that you defeated death in my life. So may we not walk around ho-hum looking at burnt buildings, but may we see it as times of revival, moments of greatness. And God, when Satan's trying to whisper death, defeat into our ears, may we stand boldly saying, no, I'm a child of a king. I have his spirit living in me. I am pushing back death. I am standing for life. God has equipped every one of us with skills, talents, abilities, and he has a purpose for all of our lives. May we begin to walk in that. May we accept that. May we love that. May we represent God as we accept his love in our life. I'm going to ask us, church, if we would, just to stand. Let this be a time of of worship. God, in this place, it's about you. Would you heal any hurt? Would you show your face to us? May you continue to fill us with your love. May we just sit and stand and worship who you are, filled with joy as your church. Church, if you have a kid in in Project Kids, I'd encourage you to go retrieve them quietly and quickly and, and come back together and let's worship together as a body of Christ. We can take that communion over on the right where you take a piece of bread and dip it in the juice that represents Jesus' blood and body that was broken and spilled for us. We do it in remembrance of him. Maybe our worship today is just standing and lifting our hands and saying, God, thank you for who you are and what you've done. Maybe worship today is is writing prayer requests down or praying with someone. We'll have people in the back that are willing and wanting to pray with you. But in this place, we stand for hope, love, life. 
We represent Jesus and who he is. And because of what he's done, may we worship him this morning. Amen. Jesus Christ is calling.